conquer the present, rulers must perpetuate fear and chaos at every level of society. If the central government controls the systems under which we live, it can intentionally destabilize those systems. And it will, and it must. As soon as man shows any signs of remembrance, or any time the free man lifts his voice in the song of defiance, the floor beneath him will begin to quake. The tyrant who sits behind such levers will not be easily overcome. He will cling to power. He will make resistance impossible. He will grow mad until the madness consumes him. Only then will a more devilish tyrant take his place. May they never find such power in the first place. And thus, the expendable millions live in a constant state of unknowing, and distrust breeds between the hearts of men. They wonder what devastation will come next, perhaps a protest turned deadly, an election commandeered by digital pirates, a deadly virus, a roundup of suspected defectors, public executions, the announcement of a new war, anything to unsettle the masses and drive them into the waiting arms of the central government, anything to break the natural state of peace that seeks to reconcile men. As a child grows afraid in the night and runs to the safety of his parents, so does the citizen run to the warm bed of mother government. What monster lurked in the dark of the child's room? What killer hid in the closet? What serpent slithered underneath the bed? None. The illusion of danger grows in the child's mind until he would bet his life that he can hear the monster breathing. He sees the killer's shadow. He smells the serpent's skin. When the light clicks on, nothing. The monster and the killer and the snake do not exist. So, too, must we realize the fears that drive us into the bed of mother government or fabrications of the government itself, of the media devils. The tyrant will have you clutching your blankets while your teeth chatter. He will whisper stories of monsters and killers and serpents, and the same stories will be broadcast into your mind through digital perverts in the media. Understand the wars for your mind. Thrones are seized when minds are seized. Did not Christ tell his followers they could move mountains? Could we not also crush the stones of the tyrant's palace? Let us be men and women of faith. Let us nourish the mustard seeds lying dormant in our hearts. My brothers and sisters, never forget that the light has come into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. Behold the unsettled man. Behold the grown woman who lives in fear because she lacks the courage to walk across the room and flip the light switch. She has forgotten that Peter walked on water. They dare not speak openly or truthfully because they do not know who is listening. Will they be reported? Will they catch the virus? Will they be slaughtered on the streets? Will they be forever marked as defectors? Will the knock come upon their door? My brothers and sisters, understand that as long as you have something you are unwilling to lose, you are able to be controlled. Hold on to nothing but the eternal fire. Let all else pass from you. Suffering is temporary and death is transitory, and they cannot take the fire unless you forfeit it over to them. But the crafty tyrant is not only thinking of today, his eye is turned upon tomorrow. For this he knows. To conquer the future... He must conquer the child's mind. He must plant a flag and sow seeds while the soil of their imagination is still fertile. And these seeds will grow for a decade before the harvest is ready. And ready it shall be.
Once upon a time, nations raced to build rockets and ships that could reach the moon, the great unclaimed space. The unexplored territory that did not yet have a flag planted on its surface. How they desired to be first, how much they were willing to sacrifice. Today, the space race is for the child's mind, the great unconquered and unclaimed space, far more powerful than the sun and moon. Such a mind has the power to create the sun and moon. Such a being can move mountains. Into whose hands shall this power fall? Those of the individual child or those of the tyrant? The tyrant cannot risk another free man, for a single free man who knows who he really is can dismantle his throne. Whoever controls the child's mind will rule the world tomorrow. So what then, when the flower of our children has not yet bloomed? Will they become wildflowers growing between the valleys of great and glorious mountains? Or will they become closely monitored blooms in a glass dome, with a thousand other flowers that are indistinguishable from one another? The tyrants cannot let the child decide. The ideology must be squeezed against her head until it enters her brain. She must be bathed in the religion of the collective until it seeps through her skin. The individual child must vanish. The will of the nation must be opposed, imposed upon her from a very early age. She must be hollowed out completely through carefully curated media programming, pharmaceuticals, the education system, civic duties. Each of these methods are designed to de-individualize and demoralize the child into nothingness. At the end of her childhood, she must hate herself and her family so deeply that her mind and heart can only be rescued by new purpose placed before her. Justice redefined, equality redefined, fairness redefined, and this she can only achieve through collective vengeance. She will serve the one who gives her purpose, and isn't this true of us all? We serve whoever gives us purpose. Whoever we serve is who will feed us in the days to come. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, for he alone gives enduring purpose to men. Oh, to convey this truth to the young. Oh, to protect the children from the devils who wish to make them into servants of the state. The spark of God remains strong in the young child. She has not yet been reached by the homogenizers. The more time the child spends in government schools, the more the child begins to question her worth. The healthy ego is chipped away for years until one day she comes home a different child. The parent will lament and wonder what went wrong. What happened to the joyful and free girl who once dashed through fields while laughing and dancing? What happened to the girl who put on elaborate performances for the family? The spirit has been seized by homogenizers and replaced with the spirit of death all while telling her she is special, she is one of a kind, she is her very own. The irony. As they celebrate diversity, they force-feed pills of homogeny. Diversity and unique characteristics are celebrated so long as that child thinks, speaks, believes, worships the same things the collective worships. If she strays, those same characteristics shall be deemed dangerous. They shall be addressed with medication. My brothers and sisters, the message we must send to our children is not that they are special, but rather that they are worthy, worthy of living, worthy of the image, worthy of the inheritance. Each individual human being is the intentional creation of an intentional creator. 
Yet the propagandists and media and education continue to do their damnedest to convince the child otherwise. The child is first lured away from the family inch by inch. The flashing images on the screen and dancing cartoon characters whispering, your father's a fool, your mother hates you, they do not understand you, you are meant for a life outside of them. The family is nothing and each of us must be the same. Sex is nothing, your ideas are nothing, history is evil, the church is evil, God is an illusion of fools, traditional values are silly. In government schools, the message continues, the child learns to read, yes, but what should they be reading? This is the opportunity for the homogenizers to seize their captive minds. The child should learn history, yes, but from whose perspective? The child should learn science and philosophy, yes, but which theories should be prioritized? What should be mocked and degraded? The government education system has become a training ground for tomorrow's street rioters, for the obedient servants of the tyrant. Let us not blame them alone. In tandem, the pediatricians happily scribbled prescriptions for the child who could not endure sitting dumbly for eight hours per day. His natural state to move and play and explore was labeled a disorder. The government schools needed him to be still and soak up the ideology. And so he was drugged, day after day drugged until he sat very still indeed. See how he nods when the teacher says math is subjective. See how he nods when the teacher says your history is evil and you are responsible. See how he nods when the general says put on your uniform and load a bullet in the chamber. We did not arrive at this destination overnight. No, my brothers and sisters, like all else, we nodded and clapped and signed the forms. We sent the boys and girls into school buildings knowing full well the curriculum was created to drive a stake through the heart of the traditional family. It was we who furrowed our brow at the reading curriculum but said nothing. It was we who allowed our own children to learn about sex and biology from strangers with different intentions and values than our own. It was we who helped the child with homework designed to foster self-hatred. It was we who encouraged the child to spend 10 hours at school and another three hours working on homework and another eight hours sleeping and another two hours in the grips of the digital brothel and then wondered why the family had crumbled. Fools. And what was gained by the mother and father who now have a stake in their hearts? More time to go to the office and send emails and attend directionless meetings. What treasure, what glory. Parents forfeited their children to a mind control center so that they themselves could advance the ambitions of corporate devils, ideologues in their own right. The tyrant shall own the future indeed. Look at what seeds he has sown in the recent past. First, tax incentives and welfare for the dismantled family. Second, 50 years of media campaigns against the father and the church. Then, mass distribution of pharmaceuticals and the widespread ideology of self-hatred. Next, the addiction, suicide, and shoot, school shooting epidemics. Then, federal control of all education and free college to keep children in the system even longer. Next, the elimination of private and home schools that did not adopt the federal curriculum. Then, compelled service weeks for children. Next, the new family initiative that stripped parents of their authority over the child and gave it entirely to the state. And finally, the youth patrol.
What then, my brothers and sisters? Has the future already been lost? Time is not moving in the direction we think.